The city of Amaranthine. Massive, ancient, and immutable. A thousand empires have risen in her shadow and she has outlived them all. In her streets and under them, mortals of every class and calling struggle to find their place. All beneath the gaze of the city's silent and deathless queen. Welcome to The Exquisite Lich, an actual play Dungeons & Dragons anthology podcast where players and DMs from across the community come together to tell short stories in a setting that we're building as we go. With each adventure, a new set of players gets to add elements to the world, establishing new religions, uncovering ancient kingdoms, putting classic elements into new context, and filling the landscape with life. Let's see who's joining us today. door to this room opens up and Leah's father walks in thank you for protecting my daughter however I would ask that you please go home we need to investigate and understand this I'm sure the city guard will or a sentinel will be sent to speak with you about the events of tonight soon enough but for now I need to take care of my home and my family Mm-hmm. Good idea. Let's go. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And I will. I will drop the dogs off at the first pot of place, <laughs> like place of grass with there is, so they can just you know sink into the floor and become little shrubberies. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> they only last an hour. <laughs> That's super cool. So on your way back, what do you talk about? What is what is running through your heads at this moment? Uh, Remy's like, I guess we need to go go back to the headquarters. I haven't been there in ages. I don't even know if I get know how to get there, but gotta find out what's going on here. But also, that seems super dangerous. Incredibly so. But you mean like the the dragon cult headquarters? Yeah, or yeah. I don't remember it super well, but it's got to be somewhere, right? They got to be somewhere. Do cults have headquarters? That's the thing that they have? It was more like someone's basement that they met in, you know, and they called it the headquarters. My, like, you know, old parents who, like, human parents who were not really my parents, but kind of were. I think it was like their basement. I don't remember. I was like this tall and he puts his hand down, like, by his knees. Yeah. Would your, uh... Your other father know anything about this? Nah, I don't know. Wait, you mean Bard Dad or Dragon Dad? Uh, Bard Dad. I don't Bard. think talking to Dragon Dad's maybe the best idea. True, and also I don't even know how to. He's like in space or something. I don't even know. Uh, I don't think I don't think he knows anything about this. He just kind of found me and put me on my current life trajectory. Mm. I don't know. We can ask maybe. That or. You know, we could go to a library too, I guess, if, you know, if we don't have any other leads. I think um, Remy thinks about the fact that he is, uh, you know, over six feet tall and has gleaming bronze scales. And uh, he's like, oh, maybe I should not be me for a second. And he casts Disguise Self <laughs> and makes himself look like, I don't know, a random elf, I guess. <laughs> okay. How do I look? Kind of boring. I don't know. I think it's a surprisingly good look on you. That's a great improvement. Exactly. Wait, what? <laughs> oh, come on, guys. 
I love how you joke around with me, but still, I might, I might die. Does this elf make my butt look big? <laughs> this elf. <yeah. laughs> so on your way back, you can all roll perception for me. Uh, it's starting to get, actually not starting to get dark. It's very dark. So those who don't have dark vision roll with disadvantage. Eight. Uh, Twelve. That is a seven for Remy. Okay. Very nice. I rolled a five. <laughs> <laughs> Everything is fine. We're stopping for breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> um, you see a... Or who was it the roll the 12? It was um, Fox? Yeah, Fox did. Uh, Fox sees several suspicious people once you exit the Ivory Spires, but that's not particularly unusual. Mm-hmm. Like some people like kind of eye you as you go by, but nothing at all that looks actually out of the ordinary. Okay. Also, we're all still comically overdressed. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, boy. Um, yeah, you draw actually quite a few looks due to that. But you do make it back to the shop safely, if that's where you're all headed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's our default yeah. spot right now. All right. So what's your plan now that you're here? What, what, what kind of books and things do we have kind of stored away? I feel like we're, we collect rando books of Arcana and, and whatnot. Yeah, it's mostly manuals, I think. Yeah. Um, hmm. And there's a bookshop across the plaza. It's quite late, though. So you do have to maybe wake the owner who lives in the shop. Mm. I'm going to go back to the house and see what dad has. Oh, yeah, he probably has something, something. huh? Mm. Okay. I think, you know... My dragon dad wanted something in the city. That's why I was kind of born here. So maybe something about the history of the city of what he wants might be helpful. Um, Fox and June, for the benefit of those listening, could you explain uh, your father's situation? So a long time ago, uh, before Fox and June were born, their father made a deal with a demon. And we've sort of decided that when you make a deal with the demon, a lot of times the payment for that is a tiefling. But uh, shortly after he made the deal with the demon, an angel showed up and basically made him an offer he couldn't refuse. So he made a deal with the angel as well. And when you make a deal with an angel, you produce an asimar as sort of your what's owed. Hence, Fox and June were born. Um, and for a while, it seemed like that was going to be it. And kind of whatever dad had asked for never really popped up as important. But um, then, you know, a few years ago, uh, their mom died. And then shortly after that, their dad became kind of catatonic. And there's been no real explanation as to why any of that has happened. So their father is just sort of in a bed and and primarily Fox looks after him and, and June looks after the shop. Um, but in his heyday, he uh, had an interest at least in certain religions. So uh, mm-hmm. she was thinking that he might have some, some books or some, something that might be pertinent. All right. So are you all going to go there? 
or are you all going to stay here and Fox is going to run out there? I think Fox would prefer to go alone. Yeah. Um, unless anyone really wants to come with. People are actively trying to kill us, darling. Take somebody else. Could you give me a moss dog? <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you two go and I'll stay here with Remy and we'll keep an eye on things or I'll keep an eye on him. All right. But seriously, Ray, any comments about fleeting life or mayflies or whatever? Like, I don't want to hear it right now. <laughs> You're right. Time is too short. <laughs> <laughs> Just get it all out of the way before you get to the house. Well, let's go. So uh, what kind of neighborhood does you guys' father live in? Is it it's inside of Copper's Bend, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like it's sort of slummy, to be honest. Okay. I think the house is relatively well-maintained, but that there's been a lot of repairs, and in and of itself, it's as structurally sound as it can be, but that's sort of, like, based on where it is. It's There's always going to be something you have to fix up. Mm-hmm. Stepping into this house that isn't, yeah, like you say, not necessarily rickety or um, in poor condition because it wasn't well maintained. It's because it never was. Right, right. And so you you can maintain it up to its original condition. And heck, some of the repairs have improved it in some areas to better than when it was first built because it just was never built with very good materials or with much effort. So stepping in Uh, You go upstairs to this dark, poorly lit room where Fox's father is uh, lying on a bed. He is holding a book. Like, he's propped up against the wall just a little bit and is looking down at a book. Um, You take a quick peek at him and he's still on the same page he was when you left this morning. That, that's about right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Fox says, hey, Dad, I brought a friend. Uh, you know, don't get up. I'll, I'll take care of it. Um, <laughs> so uh, sort of around the house, the the f- store is kind of June's space, and that's where she keeps all of her things. And then the house is sort of Fox's space. So there's a lot of, like, drying herbs hanging from various rafters and little jars of, you know, things like, molds and spores that she got from Ray and other assorted, you know, odds and ends that are floating in, uh, you know, preservatives and various alchemical bits and bobs. But she kind of goes over, there's, you know, a bookshelf up in the attic now. It's basically just all the books that her parents had that I think Fox and June both kind of just decided to put away when he It was clear he was never really going to be super interested in them, uh, at least for the time being. And they didn't really want to read through them because it's a little bit infuriating. Um, But she kind of takes down some boxes and and starts sort of sorting through the the shelves there to see if there's anything uh, that might make her kind of... It just might, you know, seem like it might be useful to the situation. All right. Uh, why don't Ray and Fox give me investigation? Uh, Fox, you'll get 
advantage because you're familiar at least with this stuff. Okay. With how things are organized or not organized. All right. Ugh, a four and a five. So, um, well, I, I rolled a three. So this was a mess. Yeah. Oh boy. Um, so <laughs> okay. I, I add seven to that. So it's 12, I guess. Okay. A 12. So, uh, you, you find a book that you think probably might have some useful information. Mm-hmm. The grand Imperial catalog of religions. Okay. Not any specific one, just all of them as of the year or something, something, something. Right. A while ago. So like it's this huge, thick tome that you pull out of there. Okay. I was hoping not to use this one because <laughs> this one's super not specific. Yeah. But this is the best we got. The best you got. All right. So yeah. Fox kind of hauls it out and drops it on the ground. And there's a little like puff of dust because... It's the attic. Um, and she kind of sits down on the ground and just starts going through it and looking for, you know, the the two pages that are the religion of uh, Remy's dragon dad. All right. Is Ray going to just like read over Fox's shoulder? Uh, I'll let Fox read. And I'm just going to keep an ear out in case somebody shows up at the house. Mm-hmm. And if she finds it, she'll start reading out loud. Okay. Uh, for now, we're going to jump back over to June and Remy, who are at the shop. Uh, do you have any kind of preparation you want to do? Because, you know, Fox says something about she can defend this place. So, like, are you preparing for a fight or are you, what, what's your, what are you doing? Uh, the first thing June is doing is, and she opens up the box of, pastries on the table. <laughs> There's still a few left. She grabs one of those. You can you dive in, dude. And then she sort of makes a past the door and the windows and the back door and just traces some runes on them with a bit of chalk. And you can tell that this has been done before. There's traces of them that have that, that have sort of stuck to the wood. Um, and she casts an alarm on the place. So if anyone enters, she'll know about it. Is, so does this affect just the front door or is this? Uh, no, it's it's a 20 by 20 space, I think. OK, does that cover the entire shop? I think it doesn't quite get all the way to the back, but is there a back door? Then again, I'm also not good with space. There is a back door. There's a little uh, alley out back where there's a big stove, like an outdoor stove that she uses sometimes to mm-hmm. melt things. All right. Did you sleep at all? Uh, yeah, a little bit, but uh, I don't feel sleepy now. Kind of wide awake if you know what I'm talking about. Mm, yeah, same. All right. Um, Speaking of which, those mushrooms are still right there. <laughs> yeah, uh, she takes that box and puts it under the counter where it's not there for them to look at. <laughs> <laughs> and she picks up the the bottle of whiskey, pours out just a little bit for each of them, corks it. Okay, we're not looking at this anymore. This is going to the counter too, just this much. And then we're going to sit here staring at doors and thinking. Okay. At least until the sun comes up and we can go check the bookstore across the street. 
Yeah, okay, that sounds like a plan. I feel kind of useless just sitting here. I don't know what to do. I, I hate that I'm causing all, you guys all this trouble. Eh, it was bound to happen to one of us eventually. <laughs> True, we kind of all have like these messed up pasts, huh? <laughs> weird family friends. Yeah, it's weird having that one extra parent that's a monster. Yeah. I I hope it gets over soon. I like how my life was. I don't want it to be all weird and crazy destiny. Go be the chosen one, whatever. I, I liked what I was doing. Yeah, and we do we do stuff. We do our own stuff. We have our own things. It's it's not cool for some extra planar thing to just come in and say, hey, I'm going to screw up your entire life while you're just trying to, you know, pay the bills, not get stabbed in the back. Yeah. I just, I just want to be a good boyfriend, but, you know, whatever. I gotta, now i got to fight some cultists. Ugh. Yeah, I mean, on the upside, I think you made a pretty good impression there. Yeah, I think I, I think I did okay. I was super nervous. I don't know if you could tell. I don't, did it seem like I was nervous? I mean, you know, we know you, so we know what that looks like. Yeah, I guess. But I, I think he bought it. Okay. You know, your whole deal. All right. Yeah. That's, that's reassuring. That helps me a little bit here. She's cleaning her gun this whole time. <laughs> uh, why don't the two of you roll perception for me again? Oh, that's worse. <laughs> that's going to be a five. Okay. Oh, nine. Oh, no. All right. So describe to me. uh, So you said watching doors. So uh, June is watching the front door and Remy the back door. Or how's the situation? Yeah, there's um, you can see both doors from the same room if you're in the right position. So if June is sort of leaning on the counter from behind it, she's looking right at the front door. And if Remy is on the couch by the window, he can look straight through to the back door. All right, so neither of you particularly notice anything happening until stuff starts happening. The back door gets slammed into. Here, let's roll some dice to see if uh, actually get through. Um, they actually don't get through in the first turn. <laughs> the door, like, splinters and is damaged. But I imagine there's more than one lock on that door. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, you you kind of get a nice testing of which ones are good or not, because you see the like weaker ones all like pop off. But a couple of the tougher ones hold on. And it looks like the door is going to get out before the locks actually get out. Yeah, she um, loads and cocks the pistol and just swings it up and waits. At the exact same moment that that slam happened into the back door, both of the those windows covered in posters break as uh, a, a which would set off your alarm, right? Oh yeah. Uh, as two individuals or one individual bursts through each of them, leaving one of them basically right in melee range with Remy, I believe, if he's by those windows, right? Am I seeing the situation right? I think so. Sounds right. Sounds right? Okay, cool. So one of them's right next to Remy, and then another one's off just a little ways away from him. And uh, your alarm goes off. And so one of them is going to be able to get one attack on Remy before we start initiative. And we'll do that real fast. Uh, What's your AC? It is 11. Okay, that hits. 
Roll the 12. Uh, not even including his, his bonuses. So he's going to strike you with his mace, uh, dealing six damage to you. Ouch. All right. Uh, now you all can roll initiative. Uh, and okay. Okay. I got a 14. Very nice. 10. 10. All right. So before we do any of that, we're going to jump back over to Fox and Ray. So Fox, you're reading through this huge book Mm -hmm. and you try to like go through the appendix and maybe find something that didn't help. (laughs) Then you just start flipping through it like maybe alphabetically. Mm. Nope, that wasn't any good. Uh, And now you're going through it because the book's actually written chronologically. Oh, for fuck's sake. Which is really (laughs) hard to find anything. It's useful if you're trying to get a general story, but it's chronologically. Not going to actually. Not a good index. Search for anything. Yeah. So you managed to find it. And like you said, it's like three pages. Mm -hmm. But it speaks about how the deity itself, his. Uh, as all god level dragons are, it's very hard to understand his motivations uh, or his aims. It's believed by scholars that he doesn't share the same goals as his cults do, hmm. but he allows his cults to do work the way they do because in the end it does further his goals, which they aren't actually fully aware of. The primary cult that exists under him is merely the cult of uh, the Roth and they seek to destroy um, actually just destroy the Empress herself, which is noted in the book says will never happen. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Good luck buddies, but they do intend to do this through the destruction of the city. Mm. They're not winning the city for their god. They are destroying the city. So any amount of chaos and destruction they can cause is good for them. Uh, They have been known to do the equivalent to just terrorist acts in the past and have attempted to do multiple magical um, minor calamities or they've tried, but have proven to not be very effective. Uh, They only really succeed when their deity is backing them, when he specifically grants them something that helps, which he does rarely. Uh, Yeah, that's all you got. So these wackadoos want to blow up the city for their god, and sometimes he helps them, but not usually. Great. Sounds like a lovely fella. Mm. (laughs) She kind of closes the tome with like a thunk, because it's really heavy. And stands up and says, well, that's all we've got here. We should get back to the shop. Certainly. Let me just uh, look in on Dad real quick and make sure he's comfortable. I'll meet you out front. Nods and exit stage left. (laughs) Fox, you see your dad has remained motionless, uh, but is kind of flicking his eyes towards the edge of the page of the book he's reading or trying to read. That's a little unusual. He doesn't even usually give them that much. So she looks down at the page. You see that uh, 
Roll me perception, please. Eight. Okay. Perception um, rolls have not been good. <laughs> so you're going to see what he's indicating towards you, but uh, right. a moment too late. Okay. You see that on the page, a bit of condensation has dripped from one of the vials you have hanging around near him uh, and has landed on the page. Uh-oh. And you see, just a moment too late, you see the that there's a reflection in it and you see the reflection of some person out the window as they fire their crossbow at you. Ah, shoot. Okay, okay. What is your AC? It is 14. Okay, 16's gonna hit. Yep. Wow. Oh, no. I rolled really crap damage. Okay. <laughs> uh, you're gonna take two damage. Okay. The crossbow bolt, like, flies in and, like, skims off of your fancy clothing. Oh, nice. All right. Just leaving, like, a bruise. She sort of adjusts her little collar. <laughs> And uh, charges for the person who just tried to kill her. So that person is out the window. Oh, yeah, we're just going to go through the window then. Okay, so you're on the second story. They are on the roof of the building next to your house. Okay. (laughs) If you would please make me an athletics if you want to jump that gap. Okay. Uh, uh, 21. Nice. Okay. Uh, While you're at that... Roll me just a, a d20 plus your strength modifier as just basically a melee thing. Okay, that's a total of 19. Yeah, so you like leap over there, land right in front of him, and you see he's kind of fiddling, like trying to reload the crossbow because they're a bit heavy. Mm-hmm. And as you land, you just elbow him in the side of the head, and he just loses his balance a bit in slow motion, just kind of tips, 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 and falls off of the roof. Okay. And lands um, right next to Ray. <laughs> uh, do I need to break his fall somehow? Or he'll will he be fine no, 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 no. if he hits the ground? Um, <laughs> you No, you do, you're not aware of this happening. The person lands right next to you with a crack and a, oh, oh, ah. And the guy's just right there next to you groaning in pain. Uh, you, you were just like leaning on the building and he just lands on the steps right next to you. Look up, see Fox, looks down, see them. Yeah, Fox peers over and says, hey, grab that guy. He tried to kill me and he knows some stuff. I, I <laughs> stick a stiletto heel on, on his chest. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Got him. Nice. All right, let's jump back over to Remy and June. Okay. Remy, you're first. All right, I'm going to cast a spell. I cast a hypnotic pattern. Ooh. A twisting pattern of color weaves through the air in a 30-foot cube. The pattern appears for a moment and vanishes. Each creature in the area who sees the plat pattern must make a wisdom saving throw. On a failed save, they become charmed, and they are incapacitated and have a speed of zero. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, I got a 17 and an 18. Well, dang, they both succeed. <laughs> uh, does that include me? Oh, I don't know. I didn't think about that. Yes. It said all creatures, not not enemy, not creatures of your choice. Uh-oh. Yeah, I guess so. Whoops. Sorry, June. Oh, thank God, 20. 
Good job. <laughs> good, good. 19 okay. plus one. <laughs> then I use my bonus action to uh, give a bardic inspiration die to June, which would be 1d8. Oh, good. And you can use that for your attack roll, your ability check, your, or your saving throw. But also I'm a, uh, in the College of Valor, so you can add it to your damage roll or your uh, add it to your AC if you get attacked. Ooh. Oh, nice. That's nice. really good. And you yeah, can do right. that. You can do that after the fact, right? Like after your initial roll. Yeah, you can do it after you roll, but not before you know, like before you know the result of the ro- roll. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. Uh, the guy next to Remy is going to swing with his club, noting this is non-lethal damage. Uh, he strikes, like tries to like hit your leg. Uh, does a 19 hit you? Yes. <laughs> yes, okay. Uh, eight damage. Ouch. Yeah. Uh, the guy, uh, Cross, rushes over to June and tries to stab June with a sword. Uh, and does a seven hit you? No. <laughs> Close, though. <laughs> Uh, and then the back door bursts open as a human woman breaks the door open and steps forward. So it's able to get, uh, halfway to June and that's where her turn ends and it is now June's turn. You have a person right next to you. Okay. So this is probably not necessarily the best idea but june is feeling extremely vulnerable and violated at the moment so she throws her head back and golden light pours out of her eyes and her mouth and just completely surrounds her and fills up about a 10 foot space around her um that is radiant consumption the asimar power at the end of each of my turns I and each creature within 10 feet are going to take half my level's worth of radiant damage. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Uh, my level is five. So that's going to be two damage. Yep. Um, I am resistant to radiant damage, so I will take one. <laughs> and it lets me also add bonus damage to attacks. And I am going to do an attack to this person who is next to me, who is about to get shot in the face. <laughs> all right um i believe that you would get disadvantage shooting this guy point blank or am i mistaken that is a good question um uh aiming a ranged attack is more difficult when a phone is next to you when you make a ranged attack with a weapon spell or some other means you have disadvantage on attack rolls if you're within five feet of hostile creature who can see you who isn't incapacitated hmm and they aren't incapacitated, sadly. Yeah. Um, yeah. I failed. Or I can, I can just take a step away and risk getting swatted. But I think that's what I'll do is take a step away first. All right. So uh, you would have to, if you're going to use the die to boost your AC, you'd have to tell me now. Um, I'm not going to. Okay. Uh, does a 16... Yes. Be Tracy. Yes, it does. All right. Uh, you will take seven damage. All right. Also noting, this is not non-lethal. Yeah. 
<laughs> All right. Now I'm going to shoot this person. Do so, please. <sighs> That's a one. Oh. No. Oh, man. So it's on your turn when the consumption goes through? Yeah, at the end of my turn. Okay, so you will take one, and both of these people will take two, because uh, you would be within range to, to get both of them at this point. Uh, and that would put us back at Remy. All right. Then I think I'm going to go with an actual attack. All right. And I'm going to go for uh, one, uh, one of the guys, uh, the one that June, the other one that June didn't try to shoot. So the one there's, uh, what are you attacking with? Because the guy with the club who hit you uh, is right yeah. next to you. I'm going to attack that guy, actually. That's a better idea. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I'll use my long sword against him. Right on. Oh, good. That's, uh, what is that? 17 plus 6. That'll hit. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Great. And I'm doing a two-handed, uh, I'm holding the hand with two hands, so it'd be 1d10. Nice. Well, well okay, that's a 4, so... It's okay. <laughs> Plus strength bonus? Yeah. I rolled a one in damage. Oh. oh. Yeah. All right. And he is going to strike you back with his club. Uh, Does an eight hit you? Uh, No, it doesn't. All right. This is going to get bad now because both of these people are going to move up on June. Mm. Oh, geez. I should have did a different thing. One of them tries to stab you. Uh... So do you want to use your AC thing? Yeah, let's. Okay. That is the D8, which is this guy. Oh, good. Eight. Uh, What's your AC total now? That'll put it at 23. You're good. <laughs> and the other person attempts to stab you with her sword and rolls a 20. Yeah. And that 20. Oh, boy. You're going to take... 10 damage. All right. And it is now your turn, June. Uh, let me just see how something works. Um, actually, if you want, while you're doing that, why don't we jump over to Fox and Ray? Good plan. <laughs> All right. So you both, let's, I'm not going to bother Fox about how you get down from that, la- that roof. I'm sure you can get down fine. So you're both down there next to this person who has injured their back and is having like they can kind of try and stand up, but just can't keep up the strength to stay standing and is not Mm. putting up a fight. Why did you try and kill me? Because you're keeping him away from us. What do you want with him? He's our gift given to us. People aren't gifts, darling. Gods can give people. Yeah, but people can't have people. It's boring. (laughs) He was given to us. And someone interfered and we lost him. We're so close to having him back. What do you want with him? I don't know the details of it, but we were supposed to capture him. For who? Uh, the high priest would do the ritual with him and uh, and we'd be one step closer to fulfilling our job. Well, and where can we talk to this high priest? We would very much like to meet them. Oh, uh, no, I, no, I can't. 
And I think Ray will reach into their coat pocket and pull out a little vial uh, filled with a uh, glowing dust of spores and go, do you know what this is? <laughs> no. Uh, it's an ophiocord. Um, do you know what an ophiocord is? No. Well, it's the main reason we don't allow your type down in the uh, fungal growths. It'll burrow deep inside your head and start replacing little bits. And then it'll get you to climb to that tall tower over there and cling on for dear life. And then your head will explode. (laughs) Can you roll intimidation, please? (laughs) Damn, Ray. (laughs) I'm intimidated. I don't have to roll for that. (laughs) Nice. 19 plus... Is that a persuasion? Uh, Intimidation is a thing, right? Yeah. Oh, it's a, it's a whole thing on its own. Yeah. I'm not very intimidating normally, but I do have a plus one to charisma. So 20. Nice. Okay. Just, just, okay. But you'll let me go, okay? Yeah? If I tell you. Shrugs. <laughs> looks, looks at Fox. Shrugs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think they both just kind of shrug and they're like, yeah, sure, guy with a broken back. We'll let you go. <laughs> the, uh, Blood Marrow Inn, just outside of Copper's Bends. They're they're in the basement there. Yeah, it was a basement. Excellent. Let's go collect (laughs) our friends. I'm sure the guards will be by soon to pick you up off the ground. No, I... (sighs) And he, like, tries to, like, crawl away and immediately just... uh, You just wait there. Oh, (laughs) no. (sighs) All right. So you begin your... Sprint or travel back to the shop? Yep. Yeah, I'm going to take the crossbow, too. (laughs) Okay. All right. June, it is your turn. All right. Um, I'm not entirely sure how this will interact with radiant consumption, so you can tell me if I need to turn that off. But June holds up her pistol in front of her and sort of traces a pattern around it and casts Sanctuary on herself. How does sanctuary work? Why don't you explain me exactly the letter of the law on that one? Because <laughs> so the the relevant part there is if the warded creature that would be me makes an attack or casts a spell that affects an enemy creature, sanctuary ends. You're not making an attack, mm-hmm. and you're not casting a spell. Yep. Okay. Uh, in that case, any of these jerks needs to make a wisdom saving throw, or they can't hit me. Okay. And I still have an action. And for that action, I'm also going to cast Shield of Faith on myself. <laughs> Just <laughs> don't get it. <laughs> yeah. Um, Good. That's great. And then I'm just going to walk away from these dudes. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm actually going to walk out the front door. Okay. And then immediately, like, turn so that I can access the place through the window. Mm-hmm. I know this looks weird, Remy, but I have your back as much as I can have your back at the moment. They're going to attack. Okay, so first they're going to roll their uh, saving throws. One of them gets a four. The other gets a 19. Hmm. Then that guy gets to attack. Uh, and he's going to have a 10 to hit. Yeah, it's not going to work. All right. Now it is Remy's turn. 
Great. I think uh, so. June walked out of the store is behind me at the yeah, moment. Yeah, sort of just like on the opposite side of the window frame. Mm-hmm. Great. Then I cast Thunder Wave. <laughs> um, what I was going to do earlier, I was going to give you a bardic inspiration die to help you in your saving throw, but hey, you help me. Uh, I don't have to worry about that. Nice. So I'm going to uh, cast it as a third level spell, Ooh. which gives me more damage. Um, so they have to make a constitution saving throw against a DC of 15. Where's my other D20? There. Holy crap. I rolled a five and two nat 20s. Whoa. Oh. So one of them fails real bad. Yeah. Well, if they succeed, they get half damage. So mm-hmm. that's uh, 13 damage I rolled. Right. So they'll the half damage is six. Yeah. So 13, six, and six. The one who got uh, who the one who failed is pushed, uh, I think, far back. Yeah, ten feet away from me. Okay, that person, the the person, the woman who had broken through the doors, pushed back away. So she's back at the doorway, and <laughs> now the guy who's been hitting you is going to strike you again because that's all he knows how to do. Oh, I just realized I made a mistake. Mm-hmm. Actually, I'm sorry. I cast his third level, so I should rode four d eight. Oh, we'll roll uh, those two. That's 15 and 16. So that's 16 damage. 16 more damage on top of the 13? No, 16 total. Total. Yeah. Oh, okay. So we add just three. I'm just going to do the math. Okay. I got it. I got it. I got it. Great. Thank you. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> it's all good. Uh, okay. That's still significant, especially for the person who failed. Hmm. So that person's going to strike you. Uh, what's your AC? It's, uh, 11. Okay, sorry. He's gonna hit you with a 12. <laughs> Dang it, man. <laughs> uh, right. You should have gotten a better suit. I should have. <laughs> and he is going to use Divine Smite. Oh, God. Ooh. Oh, right. They're cultists. Right. <laughs> uh, so he's gonna deal eight damage. Okay. Two of that being radiant. Not that that matters. Yeah. I imagine. Okay, I can handle that for now. <laughs> then the next bad is going to rush up to June to try and block her path between her and Remy and is going to take a swing at you. All of your stuff that you gave yourself still applies, right? Mm-hmm. So first a saving throw, uh, 18. Then... uh. Is your AC anything lower than three? No. Okay. Then that's a miss with that sword. And then the other lady is going to rush up and try to, you know what? She's going to instead cast a spell and heal the guy who's been hitting Remy with a club for five hit points and then steps next to him to bar your way so now there's they're kind of surrounding you a bit okay and then it goes to june's turn june holds up her pistol again draws the same rune and casts sanctuary on remy mm-hmm. is sanctuary only dispelled when you cast a spell on enemies or yeah it's only a harmful spell okay cool then they got you got that nice <laughs> uh what else are you doing Remy. Oh, it's my turn? Uh, no. We're going to walk 
casually, carefully and calmly, away from this situation. Okay, that sounds like a good idea. Let me, uh, can I ask this? Are there any um, fires burning in the area, like a torch or something? In this shop, or like a candle at least? Yeah, there's probably an oil lamp. Uh, actually, could you please roll me a d20? Sure. Because here's the thing. You used Thunder Wave. Oh, yeah. Inside of this shop. Uh-oh. True. Oh. Uh, I did roll an at 20, though. So. Okay. <laughs> Somehow, you didn't knock over anything that was on fire onto anything <laughs> that was flammable. <laughs> and so uh, there's just, yeah, there's a candle nearby that's that you could uh, do your thing to. Okay, great. So I'm going to cast Pyrotechnics on... Is it my turn? Or do I have a... Uh, da, 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 da. If June's turn is over, then yes. Yep. So I'll cast Pyrotechnics on that, and uh, instead of fireworks, I'll do smoke. So a thick black smoke spreads out from the fire in a 20-foot radius, and uh, it's heavily obscured, and then I get out of that shop. <laughs> okay, they're going to roll their saves to be able to hit you. Uh, what's the DC? DC is 13. Okay, only one of them is going to make it. And he's going to roll a one. <laughs> Ooh, oh, ouch. So they fail to hit Remy as he just tries to walk away. <laughs> Peace, guys. You move through the broken window because uh, the doorway is blocked. And you're able to move 30 feet away from the shop. And now the... Enemies are going to try and uh, chase you. The guy is going to push through the smoke, and I don't see any reason why he shouldn't be able to just get to you because you have both have the same movement. Uh, was your pyrotechnics uh, an action or a bonus action? That was an action. Okay, so you can't have dashed. Oh, also, they anyone who was near enough took two damage at the end of my last turn. Uh, I'm going to apply that, and you take one damage. I do take one. And the person who took one damage is that, or took two damage right there. Do I take damage as well for that? Uh, No, you were not close enough. Okay. Uh, So the guy is going to rush up and try to hit you. Saving throw, uh, 19. Mm. And he rolls a a six to hit you. No. Good. (laughs) He has smoke in his eyes (laughs) or something. Yeah. Uh, The person there is going to try to stab june saving throw rolled a three so no (laughs) (laughs) and then the other person's gonna rush over try to get to remy and saving throw failed the saving throw not gonna hit you so they're both standing next to you but they have failed to hit you it is now june's turn um yeah i'm gonna grab remy by the wrist and book it okay so are you going to try and help him along? Yeah, I'm just making sure we stay together. Um, and okay. Y- yeah. Because his turn's over, so he he's moved as far as he can. So if you want to bring him a bit farther, that'll cost a bit of your movement, so you won't go as far, but you'll... Yeah. He'll go farther than he would have. Um, so you're going to get one person. They rolled an 18 on their saving throw. And a 17 to hit. That hits... All right, and they're going to hit you. Uh, You take six damage as a sword stabs into your back as you retreat. Uh, He is barraged with curses in both Empyrean and Demonic. 
(laughs) 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 All right. uh, It is one turn away till Ray and Fox get here. Okay. And it is Remy's turn. So June grabbed you and you guys have both moved away a bit. You're out of the range of the enemies. Actually, if June had pulled you, you would have gotten attacked because you would have moved out of their threatened space. Uh, neither of them passed their saving throw, so it's fine. Great. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to make it even harder for them. I'm going to cast a Bane on uh, all three of them. Ooh. Uh, so they have to make charisma saving throws. Okay. Is it a fear thing? No. Uh, what, if they fail the saving throw, anytime they make an attack roll or a saving throw, they have to roll a d4 and subtract that number rolled from the attack roll or saving throw. <laughs> nice. Technically, that will end your sanctuary. Oh, it would it? Yeah. So, oh, dang. That's make like, your hmm. choice what you're going to do. What? So, if I cast a spell that harms other creatures, that ends it? Yeah. yeah. You're debuffing them, essentially. I so see. You're going to lose the sanctuary. And I should warn you, I'm out of spell slots. So, I'm about to say, I'm, I'm burning through mine at a rapid pace here. That's really all I have that I can do right now. You can just dash. Yeah, honestly, that might be a better idea. I'm, I'm going to book it. Um, <laughs> Take the momentum we've already had and dash. Go, go, go. All right. Uh, so the person closest to them is June. They're going to move up and make one last attempt to try and nab you. Of course, they're trying to get to Remy, so they're they're just bummed that they won't be able to do that. <laughs> so actually, no, you're in the way. They can't get to Remy without going around you, and that wastes movement. They won't be able to catch Remy. So uh, they're going to do their saving throw. Fail it. Other one uh, succeeds. And what's your AC? Uh, 17 at the moment. Okay, that is a miss. And they all rush up to attack you, June. And somehow the different wards and shields and stuff you placed on yourself, just all of them combined, they just cannot get you. Nice. And it is your turn. Um, yeah, we keep moving. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let me just... None of them are able to hit you as you run away, and you guys are now gone. You guys are beyond their reach. You guys are sprinting out, and just at that moment, the counter goes down, and you almost run f- straight into Fox and Ray. Whoa. Uh, June starts speaking rapidly in Empyrean, <laughs> uh, which Fox speaks, right? Yes. Yeah, they came to the shop. It's trashed. They're behind us. There are three of them. Um, I'm running out of juice. Okay, okay. And also, they're both visibly injured. Yeah. At this point, um, the radiance drops. That's probably good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's ouchy. Um, yeah, okay. Fox kind of looks over both of them, but, but June kind of more specifically and reaches into one of her pockets and pulls out a little vial, which she gives to June, which is a healing drought. Uh, But I have to look up exactly how that one works. You can, though, um, all of you can hear yelling. And they're like, they're still chasing, but you are currently out of their reach, but they are still coming. You're going to have to either move or turn to face them, however you choose to do that. Okay. Should I take care of this? (laughs) Oh yeah, let's these 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 bastards are going down. Moss dogs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, in that case, I'm going to chug that healing draft and then cock the pistol. Uh, yep, it gives you 1d8 hits. All right. Three. Well, three. Okay. I'm up above half. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Actually, we're fifth level, so it's 3d8. Oh, okay. That's a lot better. That's another three. That is a lot better. And a one. Nice. All right, so Fox and Ray, and also Ray's Moss Dogs, please roll initiative and let me know what it is. We'll just add you in. Okay. Oh, 22 this time. 20 for Ray, and 17 for Moss Dogs. Oh, wait, uh, Moss Dogs have different. One second. Uh, da, da. 18 for Moss Dogs. Oof. This turned around. This is, yeah. <laughs> so the enemy come around the corner and see all of you faced up, ready to fight them. Fox, it's your turn. Okay. Fox is going to reach into her pocket and pull out a sort of round glass orb with sort of swirling, reddish, sparking liquid inside. And she's going to uh, fling it at whoever's in front, whoever's getting closest. Yep. It detonates in a five-foot radius, and anything in that area has to make a dexterity saving throw. Okay. I got a two and a ten. What's that do? Um, so this gives 2d6 of fire damage. All right, roll that. All right. It's going to be nine. Ooh, very nice. That's very good. Uh, one of them, a man with a sword, looks quite hurt after that, like, looking quite beat up. Uh, as you throw it forward and hit the guy in front, the person that was falling right behind him. And Ray, you're up. Uh, let's do a vine whip. Whoa, that's a real thing? Uh, yeah. I've that got- is a Pokemon move? <laughs> <laughs> a fantastic Pokemon move. <laughs> oh, I have a thorn whip. It is a thing, which we will roll a 17 plus our plus some number. <laughs> Against their AC? Yeah, against their AC. Oh, yeah, that'll do it. Who, who's it hitting? Uh, just to, who, who's ever closest to the dogs. I'm going to pull them 10 feet into the dog's range. Ooh, <laughs> yes, okay. And it does 2d6 damage for seven. Nice. Uh, that puts us up to there. Yeah. I think for flavor, flavor-wise, flavor I'll have the vine come out of the dog. Yes. <laughs> nice. <laughs> And just like, like the dog opens its mouth and just shoots oh, out God. and grabs the guy and starts pulling him. In. What's yeah, what's the command for that? Uh, fetch, fetch. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> nice. That's amazing. Well, guess whose turn it is? It's the moss dogs. Moss dogs. Moss dogs. Uh, moss dog. Uh, who grabbed the guy? Number one. Oh, you rolled a five. It's too busy. Oh, <laughs> too <Moss> busy pulling. <laughs> Moss dog number two. It's a 16. That'll hit. Uh, for six damage. Okay. This guy looks really, really hurt now. <laughs> and Remy, you're up. Okay. So we got three guys or three people. How are they arranged? I know one's by the Moss dogs now. Yep. And then just two people, like, on the far side, like, behind, uh, would be ten feet behind the guy that's with the moss dogs. Are they close next to each other? Or, like, what's their distance apart? Yes. 
They're close. Then I'm gonna use my I'm gonna use my breath weapon and <laughs> shoot lightning out of my mouth at them in a five by thirty foot line. <laughs> yes. Oh my god. We have to make a deck save with a DC of twelve, or they if they fail they take half or they succeed they take half damage. I got a twelve and a nineteen. Oh dang. Well they take half damage, so <laughs> that is they rolled six total, so they'll get three points of damage. They still, they're starting to look quite hurt now. Yeah. Uh, the one who's with the Moss Dogs, it's his turn now. He's... Okay, actually, can I do a bonus and do a oh, Bardic Inspiration yes, for June? Yes. Hooray. Nice. And the guy with the Moss Dogs says, please, you need, need to come with us. And is going to try to step away from the moss dogs to get to remy so the moss dog- if they try if they try to break move past the moss dogs uh i'm gonna act, use my reaction to do um what's it called uh the halo of spores because they'll be within 10 feet at that point i think right yep so yeah they'll have to make a con save i got a 13 14 actually yep uh, that beats it all right. Womp womp. Uh, Nothing happens. He marches over and grabs at the front of your clothing. Come with us. <laughs> no, I don't want to. Stop. Take no for an answer. And so he's going to attack you. <laughs> Does a 18 hit? Yep. You're going to take six. Wait. Ten damage. As he smites you. 10 damage? Yes. Oh boy. Okay. Who wants to guess how many hit points I have left? (laughs) Guessing fewer than 10. (laughs) No, I mean, after that, yeah. (laughs) I'm still awake. The other person rushes forward to strike at the first person that's in the way. Would that be Fox? Probably. Would that be moss dogs? Or moss dogs. They're trying to stay away from the moss dogs. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) They're going to go around the moss dogs and strike someone else. Sure, it can be Fox. Okay. Uh, Does a seven hit you? Uh, No. Okay, very nice. The other person rushes forward and is going to try and strike at Ray. Uh, Does a 16 hit you? Uh, I believe so, yes. Probably. I don't have my shield on me. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, you would take four damage. Glare at them with unbridled hatred. <laughs> June, it's your turn. June puts a hand on Remy's shoulder, and for just a second, all of that gold light floods out of her again. But just for a second, and uh, you can take five points of healing. Thank you. I was almost gone. And then she trains her pistol on the woman who had entered from the back of the store, who I remember being the one who was doing the healing. Mm -hmm. And I am going to take a shot at her. Uh, How armored are these people? Uh, Some. The, The guy who's taken the most beating, the one who is attacking Remy from the beginning was the most armored of all of them. Mm. Uh, this one's somewhat armored. Um, 15? Uh, 15 will hit. Okay, good. I'm glad I saved my bardic inspiration then. Yeah. So, first 2d6 plus 2 of piercing. 
That's 12 plus six of thunder at six plus a D eight of bardic inspiration, which is another six. Oh my gosh. (laughs) What body part do you hit? Uh, the head. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So yeah, you fire through right between the eyes, leaving a inch radius hole through their head. And they drop to the ground dead. Hmm. <laughs> Remy goes, whoa, nice. Sometimes it works. Box is up next. Okay. All right. So we have who's left now? A guy with a sword who or not with a sword, a guy with a club who's been hitting Remy just so many times. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And then a person with a sword. Uh, I'm going to go for the guy with the club. And I'm going to try again to attack with my hand axe. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got a nine. That's going to that probably miss. does not hit. Yeah. yeah. Is that everything from you? I think that's everything from me. All right. Ray, you're up. Uh, so um, an action would be my attack, right? Yeah. I couldn't do an action in my attack, correct? The action is or attacks. Almost all attacks are actions. OK, I, I just wanted to make sure because I'm going to use my wild shape. I didn't know if I could go ahead and attack. That's a bonus action. Then you can attack. Yes. Oh, it's a bonus action. It's a bonus action to wild shape. So you can wild shape then attack. Okay, cool. I believe. Then I will do that. I will wild shape. And um, for the druid of spores, I can instead of becoming a thing, I gain 20 temporary hit points. Whoa. Nice. I'm going to go ahead. Oh, no, no. I'm mistaken. Sorry. Use your action to take the shape so you can become the creature but you can't attack okay i'll just use uh i'll just go ahead and use it just because it's neat all right <laughs> um i'm gonna go ahead and use my bonus action to do uh these halo of spores so the half the person who attacked me has to make the con save okay that's a 10 uh, 11 sorry nice and because my wild shape is activated i deal double damage Ooh. Whoa. So that's 10 damage. Ooh. What does your wild shape look like? Uh, I, I think it's just like a swirling of orange f- like air. It's like hundreds and thousands of spores just like starting to spiral around and become visible. Nice. I think the, ha- my, the hair is starting to like to lift up and just <laughs> like in the wind. <laughs> so you just calmly like look at this person and just kind of blow at them and... The person makes the mistake of going (gasps) in Um. shock (laughs) and then steps back and they begin to kind of curl up in pain and you see mushrooms and different lichen begin to come out from under their skin, bursting out at different places and they're frozen standing. They never hit the ground as they're entirely covered and made up now of mushrooms oh shoot i totally rolled the wrong dice for that it's okay they're dead (laughs) don't worry about it (laughs) okay (laughs) and next goes the moss dogs oh moss dog number one rolled a 19 plus something (laughs) and does (laughs) max damage 15 damage yeah he's dead Is, is there anyone else around nope Dang, Moss Dogs are MVP of the session. They are. I know. 
I think they, they both jump on the guy and like start tearing into him and then like look up and like look around. It's like, who's next? Wait, what? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Combat is over. Good. I was <laughs> seeing the light. So I go see my pop pop. <laughs> oh, that was non lethal damage though. So I guess that'd be okay. Whew. Are we. Are any of us dead? Don't think so. I'm kind of woozy, but. Maybe it was the booze. I don't remember. It's fine, though. No, I think you got hit in the head. Yeah. In the, I got hit in the head. For sure. <laughs> I'm good, though. Thanks for your help, guys. Is the shop okay? No. Oh. It's... Yeah. Okay. It's not on fire, I don't think. But we're going to need... The distant sound of an explosion. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to need windows and a door, and probably a lot of things need to be replaced, including things that I was working on for other people. Well... Yeah, she kicks one of the bodies very hard. <laughs> Is it the mushroom well, person or the... Yeah, I think she <laughs> kicks him over and then... Gives him another one as he's down. Um, the person is kind of hollow. Oh god! Yeah, that doesn't stop her at all. Ugh. A bunch of spores Ugh. just fly everywhere. Yeah, oofa, doofa. She keeps going in that case. <laughs> <laughs> I think Fox is eventually going to kind of pull her back. Be like you don't, you don't want to breathe that stuff. Yeah, it's the circle of life. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. We'll figure it out tomorrow. Did you guys learn anything? These people are wackadoodles. They think that their job is to destroy the city in service to their god, who's his dad. Hmm. Yeah. His dad just wants to overthrow the lich however he can, but he'll take the destruction of the city, I guess. I don't know. Man, that guy's a jerk. You're all jerks. He shouts at the hollow body on the ground. <laughs> It's hanging out, I guess. Well, June hears in her head. Hello? Hello? <laughs> hello? Yeah, yeah. H- hello? Yeah, what is it? Oh, hi. Um, I, I think I've got enough stuff and the investigators have enough stuff that I think I can get the guards to help you. They just, they need to know who's behind it and where to find them so we can you know, arrest them and close this whole thing up. Oh, we kind of know that. Yeah, I was just repeating that all out loud. So y'all just heard that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we have the like location of this high priest guy, right? The, the guy with the broken back told us where to find him. <laughs> so we can relay that too. Okay, I'm going to grab some guards and I'll meet you at the, at the shop. Okay? Okay. Okay. What what time is it? <laughs> um, I'm thinking about 1.30 a.m. Mm, okay. <sighs> All right. She's going to meet us at the shop. So let's go look at it. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry I filled it up with smoke. I thought that would help us get away, but kind of was useless. <laughs> no, I think that was good. I guess. <laughs> so you all step in. And see that everything that was on a shelf is not on a shelf anymore. 
And everything that was like clicking and ticking and talking and turning has just blown all the way. It's uh, all almost all of it has slammed into the the front desk Hmm. and some of it went over or around it and is just piled in the back shop, just littering the floor everywhere over there. Both of the front windows are broken and the back door is just entirely blasted off its hinges. Wow, you were not kidding. Yeah. And also there's scorch marks from the radiant light. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, that was bound to happen eventually. She reaches under the counter and fishes out that bottle of whiskey. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, we're out of glasses now. So opens it, takes a long swig, holds it out to anyone. (laughs) Oh yeah, Fox will have some of that before passing it around. Uh, Remy says, I think the amount of blood in my body makes this a bad idea, but uh, what the hell? And he <laughs> takes a swig. <laughs> and does Ray take any? Ray will pass. However, they will um, blow some spores in <laughs> Remy's direction and cast a healing word. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> How much do I heal? Uh, I don't know. How much is healing word? Let's read it. Let's read this spell I've never cast. I don't cast spells. (laughs) (laughs) This is not a fighter I'm playing. (laughs) Uh, You heal 1d4 plus my spellcasting ability, which is a plus 4. Okay, great. That's pretty good. Yeah, so that's 6 points. I'm at like a a third of my health. (laughs) And a few minutes later... Alia and about a dozen guards, uh, half of them being like guards from the the Darkrest family estate and the rest of them being city guards. Uh, two sentinels are with them uh, and they say, all right, um, where where can we find the person responsible for all this so that we can be done with this? So Fox will kind of give the address or the description of the location they got from the person they interrogated say i think i think that's the person leading the this particular group of um whatever the hell they are okay and so the city guard along with one of the darkrest family guards go and they march that way and they're going to go do that arrest and the rest of the darkrest family guard they stay with you to protect you so that's five heavily armored uh, pikemen, each with a sword and shield to draw if they if they need to drop their pike. We had donuts for you guys, but they're full of glass now. <laughs> <laughs> June has fished out a broom and is like brooming off the seating so that people can sit down. <laughs> is that some kind of copper's bend joke? No, there's a box of donuts down there, and it's filled with glass. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the windows exploded. Yeah, I kind of cast thunderclap in here. I thought that'd be a good idea, but kind of a bull in a china shop situation. Okay. And Aaliyah just hugs Remy, and continually like stops just to realize that she's smeared her face against your chest, which is covered in blood. It's <laughs> <was> like. <sighs> No. <laughs> oh, oh God. Sorry. Uh continues to hug you until 
her father arrives and takes you all back. So at this point, we are coming to the kind of epilogue closing thoughts section. You guys won. You guys fought off the people who came to take Remy. And have sent the city guard to go arrest the leader of this cult. I'm sure now everything will be fine. Yeah. (laughs) Completely resolved. Put a nice little bow on it. Yeah. Nothing like this will ever happen again. I, I'm, yeah. Epilogue bits. June and Fox. The shop is pretty poorly damaged. Dozens of orders are incompletable because the thing that was given to be repaired is destroyed. It's it's pretty, pretty bad. And the numbers of how to keep the place open just do not look possible. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. Well, I can see what I can do with the other work. Or we can ask for a favor. Yeah. Or we give it up. You think we should talk to Remy's father-in-law? Yeah. Is this happening after, like, this is days later after this? Yes. Okay. Sorry. Like, okay. I, was... I did not explain that. I, I should <laughs> <No>. have. <laughs> I didn't know if Remy would be there or not. <laughs> and you can be there. Yeah. However you guys want to, you guys can narrate this bit. However feels right. And if you stop by to help clean up. Yeah. I think Remy feels super bad and it's like, okay, I'll... I'll just I'll do some busking in the streets and I'll give you the coins I get there and I'll help. Um, I mean, you guys did help save Alia, so I think maybe you could ask him for some help. I don't know. You kind of saved her life. Uh, I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's it's not your fault. I mean, again, this could happen to either one of us at any time for all we know. Mm. But yeah, if you could maybe, you know, float that idea with Ali's dad, I guess I wouldn't turn down alone. Mm-hmm. She's sort of just looking up. <laughs> yeah. Neither of them, I think, look very thrilled about the idea, but at this point, they're out of other like options that will fix things quickly enough. Yeah. Yeah, I'll see what I can do. Uh, sorry, again. Shouldn't have cast Thunderclap. Stupid. Come on, Remy. Gosh. She gives him a hug. Aw. <laughs> it's cool, dude. You do the same for us. Uh, how is Ray doing after all this? Other than, well, I, how common is it for Ray to disappear for a couple days, or not a couple days, but at least a while, just off and come back with some wounds? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ray Ray enjoys uh, watching um, their particular. A uh, group of mere mortals. <laughs> uh, and we'll like, you know, just go on an adventure, come back. It's kind of like watch watching an animal to them. <laughs> That's good. What weird stuff are they getting up to this time? Oh, isn't that quaint? <laughs> <laughs> and Remy, you are seated on the terrace. With Alia's father, uh, he has sat you down to have a talk with you. Just the two of you sat down at one of the fancy 
kind of deck tables that they've got set up there. So what is your intent with my daughter? Oh, I mean, I, I, uh, I, uh, 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 I think uh, he's kind of stuck in a loop for a second here as he's trying to think of what to say. I, I really care about her. I, I haven't thought about the future a whole lot, honestly, but I think I need to start doing that. I know that any future I do choose, I want her to be in it. All right. Well, you have my blessing. As long as you take care of her in the future as well. Yeah. Oh, I, for sure. Yeah. And you hear from the balcony about two stories above you. You hear, yes! <laughs> <laughs> as you see Alia dart back into her room from above. Oh. Well, while we're here and eating, is there any other business you would like to speak about? Oh, yeah. Perhaps I can find a more professional scene for your talents. I oh, Abby, um, that's very interesting. But uh, I was, you know, my friends who helped you helped us help me save your daughter uh, got attacked again in their shop. But that's like their whole thing, and it's a lot of damage. And uh, thought maybe they could use help if it's possible. You can give the help. I'm gonna help too. I'm gonna go busking and I'm gonna get some money. I'm gonna get some coins and I can give them some coins. But, you know, I think they deserve it. I can speak with them. Yeah. Cool. So, I think last scene for here, or maybe second to last scene, uh, he would speak with Fox and June and offer <laughs> them, uh, he would like to become a partner in the business. Oh. Seeing talent and skill here, and perhaps a way to invest in the up-and-coming Copper's Bend Industries, he would offer ten thousand gold to be a equal partner in the business. Uh, they exchange, I think, a lot of words in both Empyrean and Demonic, mm-hmm. <laughs> but. I think it's just, so we're going to do this, right? I don't think we have another choice unless we want to give up the shop. Yeah. I don't love it. Um, let's just keep talking for a second and uh, let him wonder what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> it's always good to make sure a partner knows where he stands. Yeah, just don't give yourself a nosebleed again. Yeah. Yeah, this language is a little difficult sometimes. <laughs> for the listeners... Uh, Empyrean is a celestial language that can be uh, physically taxing on mortal speakers. So they'll say yes. They'll, they'll accept the offer. Very well. I expect, although I will not be offering any talents as far as constructing or brewing, I will expect to take my portion of the duties by paying for material costs. Fair. Mm-hmm. And equally as you, I will take my share of the profits. Fair. Okay. Deal. 
All right, uh, last scene that I'm interested in, and I can be turned down on this one. I'm okay with it. Would Remy be interested in describing what the future looks like? Oh, um, it's okay if you don't want to. No, I think yeah, I I do want to. I think he um has gained some friends through the music scene, and he um puts on these concerts with there. At first, there are more people in the band than there are in the audience. <laughs> Just tons of different instruments all going at once, and they're all wearing butterfly wings. Uh, <laughs> but I think it, I think maybe the show grows on people a little bit, and they uh, he gets more and more of a following. Um, I don't want to say he becomes like a star or anything, but uh, <laughs> would you would you say he gets a, a cult following? That's so good. I think, yeah. I don't know if, like, I'm not sure how far you you want to look, but uh, I don't know if he's like married to Alia. But uh, man, they're just doing their thing. They're doing good. I don't want. I don't want them to be sad. So I I don't want to like be too realistic (laughs) and say they like they have a few rough patches or something. I don't know. All right. I mean, that's that's all I had. So, thank you very much for playing, and uh, yeah, that, I had a great time. Thank you very much. Hey, thanks, everyone. Yeah. That was awesome. Thank you for any thanks, everybody, for joining. Uh, we should probably do some quick outros. So, do you want to start that again, Show? Uh, yeah. So, I am Shogun. I'm Shogun One One Seven on Twitter, and I run Mimic Nights, which is a streamed game on Welcome to the Party every. Uh, second, fourth, and the rare fifth Tuesday of every month. Uh, I also run Shadowrun New Atlantis, which is every other Thursday on Welcome to the Party. And I also play in the Pokemon RPG uh, Beware Team Crossbones on the other Thursdays that I don't run Shadowrun. And yeah, that's it. Wow. Busy. Oh, yeah. Very busy. Uh, I'm Vin LeBate. I am uh, at Mr. Reciprocity on Twitter. Or I guess Instagram, if you want to find my Instagram for dog pictures mostly. Um, and I play on the Chimera, uh, an actual play role-playing podcast where we specialize in unexpected characters and strange situations. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good definition for us. Yeah, we post every other Monday. Yes. You can find us at Chimera Pod on Twitter or Facebook or at the Chimera.space. Um, I'm Casey Smith I'm also a player on the Chimera I don't really have an internet presence so you can't really find me at a Twitter Um, but I you know if you're interested in what we're doing then check out um, the Chimera the Chimera pod and um, all those other links have been listed uh, because we're having a lot of fun so you should come check it out yeah and uh, my name's Kyle Bruning Uh, you can follow me at, at Kyle Bruning on Twitter that's super hard to spell, but you'll if you watch this episode, you'll probably find my name somewhere on it, so it's fine. I'll put links in there somewhere. Yeah, uh, and I play on Magic Folk, which releases an episode every other Tuesday. Um, you can follow us at at Magic Folk Pod. We uh, I had so much fun playing this with you guys, by the way, and uh, I hope we get to do it again soon. <laughs> yeah, same. And yeah, definitely. I also love this character so much, so I hope. We get the, I, I love Remy. I like didn't know what to expect, but he turned into a, a very special boy. Um, oh my god, he's like the sweetest, most wide-eyed. Yeah. Like <laughs> surrounded so by innocent. all these troubled people. 
Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, that's obviously why they yeah. love him. Yeah. Yeah. He's just, he's like a, the dog of the group. But um, he's just like, oh, everything's terrible. And everybody's like, hey, guys. <laughs> You're like, oh, it's not that bad. But yeah. Um, no, I had a lot of fun. And I'm having a lot of fun uh-huh. doing this podcasting thing. It's, it's just been great. So I uh, hope you listen to Magical because I have a lot of fun on there, too. I play Kiss the Barbarian. He's very charming. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm Waffles. Uh, you can find me at, at Mahaffey on Twitter. Um, I'm also in the Iron Hides podcast and Mouse Guardians. I play on both of those. And I've had a lot of fun tonight commanding my good, good boys. Yeah, good yeah, dogs. Master. Yeah, Jesus. I also really enjoyed that I didn't do anything really until somebody stabbed me. <laughs> <laughs> and then they exploded. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hug. Mm. Oh. Um, thank you all and good night. Night. Good night. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Exquisite Lich. Our theme music is Good Ideas, Poorly Executed by Steve Combs and you can find a link to it and all the other music used in this episode in the show notes. You can find us on Twitter at Exquisite Lich, where we'll be posting details about the world and its inhabitants with each new adventure, or at ExquisiteLich.com, where you can find links to all our contributors and their amazing work. And if you're so inclined, stop by iTunes and leave us a rating and a review. We deeply appreciate it. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time on The Exquisite Lich.